Hey everybody, welcome back to another special episode of the WWB Podcast. The Wrestling Wild Black, we back in the game and we talk about quite possibly the most diverse, the most BET-eccentric episode <laughs> of AEW Dynamite in hot Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> and we have on today a co-host and a guest, a person who you all should know by now. I'm going to welcome back in Miss Deborah Oxtail. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Um, please excuse me. I'm under the weather, so but I, um, I'm going to be a trooper and and get this through with the homie. And hopefully have a great perspective and show. I'm excited. Thank you for having me back. Oh, hell yeah. And for those who are new to the podcast who may not know what you do, tell me kind of your background because this is a perfect episode for you. Oh, okay. So um, by day, I am an entertainment attorney. I'm a VP of Business and Legal Affairs at Monarch Records, formerly a C1. Um, that owned the Death Row catalog. We owned Peppa Pig. We had Ray J's. We had uh, Blue Face. We have Betty the Butcher's Project. We also had um, Brandy, Royce the Five Nine. We mm-hmm. had Cali's First Four Records. So, you know, a lot of good history, a lot of good stuff. And by night, when I'm not fighting crime, I'm watching wrestling. Miss um, Axtell, she is multi talented. You understand me? So we're going to hop right into it uh, in Hotlanta. A lot of the culture today. We're going to we're going to really um, deconstruct and unpack this. But let's hop right into it. We have Brody King versus Darby Allen. I'm not going to say much here. It's a great re- uh, match in a way. Not, I guess a rematch in some ways. Um, King beat the hell out of uh, Darby Allen doing typical Darby Allen stuff. Um, fine. I don't have anything really to say about that. It was a good match. So I'm not going to really get into anything deep about that. What about yourself? I mean... At this point, I just feel bad for Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how his health insurance package looks. Yeah. But uh, it must be something for the ages. Because yeah. that was by, you know, Brody King. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I just want to see the end result of all this beating taking place. Yeah, especially getting beat up in like a in like a uh, he got beat up in like a uh, looked like it was a, a hot topic or something like that hot topic um, <laughs> or something like that. Brody King just seems to want to choke him out and uh, yeah, he he just does a lot of dare daring uh, daredevil stuff. And at the end of the day, I know he's young, but I, I look at a lot of stuff that he does and I can see where serious injuries can happen. And maybe it's just one of those things where it's just who he is and you only can so much that you can you, you can rein that in. But I do worry, and I like Darby, and I want to see him have a long-term future, not like a shattered ankle or crazy stuff, because he does pretty risky stuff. So um, so then we're going to hop over to the best friends, John Moxley and Willer Uta versus them. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just not that high on the best friends. I'm glad that they're there. I'm glad they're great. You know, they're great people. Um, but in terms of from entertainment value, I don't know how much more they add to the show. And I know that they are fan favorites in, with some parts of the hardcore fan base of AEW. But I wonder where they fit in this new AEW and, and if it's something that can, if they can reinvent themselves in a way that makes them more palatable. Um, I just don't know yet. And, and I'm, I'm kind of neutral at this point. But uh, obviously, Moxley and Willie Uter, 
nice to see them together. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily a place where you want to put Moxley, the champion, in the tag match like this, but it's great to get him on TV. Sometimes you got to make him a little bit more special, and you don't always right. have to put him on TV all the time. But what are your thoughts on this on this match? Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. It's just I'm not too mm, impressed by it. Um, I'm not. I was never really sold on the best friends thing personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see Mox and Yuta together. Um, it's just, it's just weird, right? Because it's just like, like you said, I guess they're fan favorites, but you also have other people on the roster that you can showcase. And I don't know. They're going to have to do a lot to win me over. Yeah. Most most definitely. Hold up. Let me make sure I'm going right to my, um, Hold on, give me one second. Because I'm all out of sorts. I got to get all my notes together because I'm going to go. <sighs> Technology. Because <laughs> we're sitting in. We're, we're talking about Dynamite for Wednesday. So give me one second. This thing is annoying me right now. Sometimes when you when you load this stuff up, it can be a little annoying. Okay, here we go. Did you go to it? Did huh? you go to live? Did you go to Dynamite Live? No, I was I was feeling under the weather, so I was not trying to be oh, in, the, in the mix. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay out of that. <laughs> right. But, uh, I, I don't blame you, because whatever's in the air, plus the funkiness of the crowd, sometimes it's just like... Mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's some it's some stuff definitely going on in the air. Um, so, you know, it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just try to stay low, man. Just trying to stay low. It's trying to stay low. But let's see here. Let me go back to here because uh, we're going to yeah. Okay, there we go. So then we talked about that. And then a couple, yeah, just the whole best friends thing, just not really doing it for me per se. Uh, it's so nice. Okay, let's talk about Swerve and, and Keith Lee. Um, that's the real meat here. I really appreciated seeing uh, Swerve and Keith Lee out in the representation. A couple things that I, I, I noticed, and I want to get your perspective, especially when we talk culturally. Swerve adds so much swag to AEW. AEW, I put in my notes, AEW, adding Swerve was like adding salt to a bland, to the bland flavor of AEW's uh, main course. For a, lot of year, for a lot of months, and maybe for a couple of years now, AEW really didn't feel necessarily as representative of people of color. And, and, and very recently, we've seen them invest in more people of color, um, quite a, a avalanche, so to speak, of diversity. And it was nice to see Swerve and Keith Lee get the love. Keith Lee's promo was really dope and powerful and very uh, charismatic. It was nice to see Westside Gunn uh, and Kevin Gates as well. Uh, Mark Sterling as annoying as ever. I think he's continued to bring value to this, even though we don't know necessarily where he's going with what he's doing. It was interesting. Um, before, I also appreciated how he had the young MA joke, which was hilarious. I thought that was funny. Um, and, the, and the old cake gag, the cake gag where you throw cake on his face. So let's unpack this, Miss Deborah. You are, you are, you're a woman who, of the culture. You are in the culture in a way th- view, through work. Talk about 
where you with Swerve bringing in these big names like a Kevin Gates. We've seen Westside Gun always are at a AEW events and WWE events. He's a huge fan. But when you see other people who we don't necessarily assign to the pro wrestling community, what does it mean to you as a person who's in the culture and where do you think AEW is in terms of being more embraced by the black culture? Well, I mean, okay. Because you know everything, as I always say, you know, ties back to race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as this, uh, the preliminary thing, I, I don't ascribe myself as a person of color. I'm a black woman. Yeah. Right? So, you know, when we talk about minorities and people of color, I just want to, you know, specify black men and women. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. You know, I would definitely say that in the grand scheme of things, there was a lot of talk about different people and diversity and this, that, and the third. And diversity could be a trick bag. It could be many different things. Asians could be diversity, Indian, Latina, you know, um, handicapped, transgender, whatever diversity is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean black. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had Scorpio Sky, you know, for a while, but, you know, he was you know, paired up with other white people. So it was kind of like this an ambiguity with Scorpio Sky. You know, he wanted to, you know, see himself a champion, not a black champion or whatever. Um, with the influx of a swerve, a Keith Lee, um, I'm not necessarily going to ascribe that to AEW wanted to be more diverse. I just described that to them seeing that, you know, okay, these people are up for grabs. Let me grab them. Mm-hmm. Now, it's great to see them in prominent positions, like I said. It's going to be important to see what the storyline is going to be, um, the optics, um, how long their tolerance is going to be. You know, I love Ricky Stark. Mm-hmm. You know, he should um, be he should how, be a champion sometime soon, like a legitimate champion sometime soon. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's a star, hands down. Mm-hmm. You have Hobbs, you have Jade, who's probably the most dominant one there, and um, you know you have Athena there now, and things like that. So you know we'll see how it pans out. Um, it's great to see people who look like me, mm-hmm. and more importantly for children to see people who look like them. Yeah, on the scene and not doing buffoonery and nonsense and stereotypical foolishness. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and they're not you like know, a, but, yeah, and mm-hmm. they're, and they're not like an affirmative action hire either. It's like these dudes have been working their butts off and really put, putting on great shows over the last since they've been with AEW, really being great assets um, and being TV ready. You know, some of the, right. the earlier debates about AEW were like, are these people even TV ready? Some of these people they had right. on television and, and, and Swerve and Keith, they are perfectly fine on national television. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're camera ready, which, which is great. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see them and, and who they, you know, match up against and, and things like that. I'm glad that we're seeing that. I don't want it to be just a quick fix because sometimes when there's rumbling about lack of diversity, they do like a quick fix and start throwing, you know, belts on black people and showcasing them. And then when the fire dies down, then it's back to business as usual. So mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it from um, a long-term perspective. And you know what? You know, black people, we've always loved wrestling. Mm-hmm. Always. You will always see stories of grandmothers. You, you, can, you can watch like any old video on YouTube of, of wrestling and you'll see black people in the audience. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. People, people love JYD. People mm-hmm. love Zoom. People love, you know, the black people love wrestling. We love recreation too. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting to see the parallels with, with hip hop and wrestling because a lot of it is similar, right? There's a lot of bravado in wrestling. There's a lot of bravado in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about, you know, showcasing and putting on a show and the, and the attention and stuff like that. And, and you have the same thing in wrestling. So I'm not surprised yeah. that because a lot of people grew up on wrestling. Even if they don't follow it too much now, a lot of people, you could probably ask them, they grew up on wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, so to see people now have a newfound love for it is a beautiful thing. Um, I have been working behind the scenes to try to get more hip-hop incorporated into wrestling. Mm. Um so, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe will they have, uh, you know, a rapper do more co- color commentary? I don't know. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. You know? Maybe Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Well, not, not Snoop Dogg. We don't need Snoop <laughs> um, Who'd you, Why not Snoop Dogg? There's, there's, other, there's other rappers besides Snoop. Okay, but, okay, okay. Maybe but, Wale. Um, Wale would be dope to do something like that. No, we went on Wale. <laughs> who's who's cool it, enough to? It can't, it can't it can't be the same gatekeepers. Listen, okay. Westside West Gun. Even though I have my opinions on on him, mm-hmm. he front row every 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 show. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, they should embrace him. Like, 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 yeah. Put him on my phone. See what he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put that little scrappy out the out the dirt and put him somewhere. Um. So, you know, there's other people that, that, that really, really, you know, like this stuff. So, um, but, you know, it has to be someone who has a well-known name. So I guess when people say Snoop and Wale and stuff like that. But, you know, to see Kevin Gates there, mm, you know, is he really a wrestling fan? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Was he just for the moment? Mm-hmm. Could be, you know, I'm yeah. not sure. It's just going to be interesting to see how it's incorporated um, going forward. Yeah, yeah. And then we had some bits with the Dark Order. I'm not going to really elaborate too deeply with the Dark Order. I just, again, I wonder where they fit. They're they're old school people. We get it. Um, But I don't know where they fit on the major part of the card. I think I'm over Dark Order. Yeah, they really have no direction at this point. At all. And there's some, maybe they they combine with the House of Black or something, but at this point, they needed some new leader. They need something, um, but they're literally just floundering at this point, and I, and I want to <laughs> see where that goes from there. Other things I wanted to talk about, too, were the, um, the varsity bonds. I mean, what are we going to do to get these, gen- these young men over? I, I just don't see... I'm trying to figure out how we can be, love them more or appreciate them more. But at this point, I, I, I just, how can we get these young men over? Uh, I just don't know how we can do that. And uh, it's, it's interesting. They, 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 they take an L again, uh, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus. Uh, but it didn't leave me thinking any more special about Varsity Blondes. Only thing I saw was Luchasaurus flipping over with, flip, switching over sides against Christian when Jungle Boy came out. And I really thought it was too early to flip lucha i think luchasaurus should have stayed heel 
and um, you, you you build that story up a little bit. I think this is a little bit qu- over uh, quick booking. What did you think about Luchasaurus flipping over so quickly uh, against Christian? Um, I didn't really think that Luchasaurus really even became a heel, personally. Ah, okay. Tell me your I reason think, why. Mm-hmm. I think Luchasaurus is, goes wherever his leader is. Mm-hmm. So um, when Jungle Boy got hurt, you know, he went to, he went with Christian because Lucha doesn't, Lucha Source isn't really a single type of competitor, right? He's a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really have his own mind. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be under the jurisdiction of whoever is in charge of him. And if Jungle Boy is out of it, you know, he has to go somewhere. So I think it was just, um, he was just op- it was just an opportunity to let him go get under, you know, Christian. And then once Jungle Boy came back, he was always going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But for me, I feel like it could have been built a little longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it would have been weird and strange for him to turn on Jungle Boy, per se. Mm-hmm. It would just been like, for what? See, what if he would have turned on them? What if he would Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I think there should have been a situation where there was a a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. Where I can see where you're saying where it's like, okay, Jungle Boy is back. Christian is here. What do I do? Where do I go? Mm -hmm. But at the end, it would have still been Jungle Boy because he has more history with Jungle Boy. He doesn't really have long history with, with, with Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I was maybe expecting Luchasaurus to be like a mega heel, like a cane. I see, you know, obviously the mask, people talk about that, but the height. But I was like, maybe we can build this guy into like a really mega heel, like a big, strong, monstrous mega heel. And go from to go there. Just to go against who? Yeah, just like anyone. I mean, just like, you know, they have plenty of, they got plenty of bodies on the roster. So, um, you know, he could beat the hell out of anybody. But I think I saw there was something more to the heel Luchasaurus, especially with the music, especially with the presentation. I was more invested in that process than I really am him. Now, maybe he is going to go with Jungle Boy, but maybe he's a ploy. Maybe the ploy is he. He's saying he's a Jungle Boy, but maybe he might be like, ha, 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 you know? Like, he'll, he'll act like he with him, and then he'll turn his back on him. Maybe that'll be another swerve, like a double swerve or something like that. Who knows? Oh, could be. Could be. Yeah. But uh, Jungle Boy is obviously a star. We we can see that from a mile away. And uh, in the next couple of years, this 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 feud really needs to elevate Jungle Boy um, to the next level. We're gonna hop over to the Gun Club um, with the worst hands in pro wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, uh, that's the that's the whole heel. That makes them the biggest heels in this whole is the tans really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to see that, but uh, it was it was cool. It was it was an interesting little beef they've had, um, and and it was that. Now the rap battle was interesting, a little scrappy. It was kind of it was oh a, my God. yeah, ran a little bit too long, um, but it was okay. Yeah, it was it was solid. Uh, they were trying to do more than just have seventy five wrestling matches and a blade job and then go home. Um, right. And I appreciate them trying to do something different. What did you think about this segment? Um, it was definitely um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, a rap battle. I mean, I guess we're using hyperbole tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely wouldn't call it. I don't know what that was. It was a best. 
Um, but I didn't know he was dating Chris Statlander. I didn't know either. I did not know know that. that. I would never see that. So the tea was dripping. (laughs) Um, You know, I I don't think either one of them should quit their day job. (laughs) Don't go into the rap thing. But it was was an interesting uh, segue, Mm -hmm. right? It was an interesting segment to... To see them battling, um, I hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> but uh, you know, I got to I root for everybody black, so I'll root uh, for Max Casper. I love it. I love it. And then we had Cole <laughs> Carter, a handsome young man versus. I mean, Rick, couple things about Ricky Starks. Let's keep it a buck. First of all. If hit when when Ricky turns Starks, if he ever turns Stark uh, turns face, he could be as good from a charisma. Ain't saying nothing else from a charisma point of view as The Rock. As good, well, I don't know. As good, he could be close to. I don't know. The Rock is in a is in a godlike tier when it comes to charisma, but I think Ricky right. Starks could get close enough. Um, let's talk about his charisma. What do you think about uh, Ricky Starks' charisma? The dude is, I think he's primed to be turned face sometime down the line. Hopefully. I think he's great. I think he has everything. I think he has all the tools. They should shoot him to the moon. Mm-hmm. I think with MJF being in limbo, I think the next best thing is Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we should turn him heel anytime soon because I love him as a villain. Mm-hmm. And we don't have too many sexy villains. Yeah. So I think we keep them healed for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we shoot them to the moon. And um, I love it. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's a pull. I don't know what they're waiting on. I think he needs to take the belt off of Wardlow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, build that up for a while. Don't No rush, but mm-hmm. build that storyline up for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and take it from there because he got it. Yo, did you see how jacked he looks now? Yeah. I was like, what is Ricky doing? Ricky, Ricky doing no push-ups. Ricky good. His, his gear is awesome. Like, his pose that he does. He's a drip god. Right. Absolutely. Like, like, yeah, he's that dude. Yeah. I love it. I think he would be a person representative for AEW in terms of interviews. He, the dude has so much personality. I would love to see a Ricky Stocks interview in The Breakfast Club. I really would. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the dude, yeah, he's literally one of my favorite people on the, and the dude can carry a segment, he can carry the mic, he can work, he's way stronger than for his size, the dude can work. It was nice to see Cole Carter, a handsome young man, but uh, Ricky did his thing, and it was nice to see that. Dan Housen, I love his quirky weirdness. I'm actually, (laughs) I'm excited about seeing Ricky beat Dan Housen, because in what universe would Dan Housen beat Ricky? I don't see that. But um, right. I'm actually interested in the match. What about you? I'm over Dan Housen. <laughs> you I'm, not, I'm not. I'm, I'm just over it. Like I'm not into the mystical wrestler and the dark art. You know, you got that a little bit with Alistair Black, but not too tough. It's just like I uh, know he been not win. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Let him beat Dan Housen quick and send Dan Housen on his way. Yeah, yeah. Then we we, we want to talk about there. There was supposed to be a trios match, but it didn't end up being a trios match because Layla Gray didn't show up. Athena. Um, one thing I want to point out about Athena's uh, promo 
was why did she automatically demote herself? I'm not saying it's a demotion because honestly, the one that got the most steam, TBS title is the most lit title in AEW right now in terms of just energy, charisma, uh, personality. Now, Wardle just brought it up, the TNT title back up. And um, uh, obviously, it's sad that I'm, I'm uh, Moxley's doing his thing. But in terms of just overall star power, Jade is, is really bringing a lot of panache to the title. Well, my question to you, if we know the AEW Women's title is the, the, the top title, during the promo, Athena talked about how she wanted to go after the TBS and then how Stat would go after the AEW title. I don't know any professional sport where even though we know the TBS title is a prestigious title just as much as the AEW Women's title, why would she intentionally kind of say that she wants to go for that title versus the women's title? I didn't find that. Didn't, it didn't make sense to me personally. What about yourself? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but this is what happens when you have people, you know, who have no direction in the writing room, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was confused. People just cutting their own promos, saying anything, not making sense, don't know how it sounds when it comes out, you know what I'm saying? This is why, you know, when when, when Swole and other people were talking about, you know, there's no there's no writing team, you know, you can, you can kind of prevent things like this. Yeah. So, you yeah. know... People just have to be more mindful when they're cutting promos of what they're saying. Because I understand it's live, you're on the spot. But like you said, it's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you want the women's title. I mean, TBS title is a great title, no question. Like I said, it's, it's, it's lit. It's a lit title. But you don't automatically, as a competitor, say, "Oh, I'll go for this one. You go for that one." It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like we're even though we're all competing for the main goal. Yes, you want the TBS title. You want to take it off Jay. Great. But why not get both? Why not want both? Why not be the? You know, there's something about. Um, one thing I loved about the Attitude Era, they were killing each other for that women that men's title. They were right. like, I gotta have the title. I just need it. And right. I want that fire. Like, this is title. <laughs> I'm willing to go through hell for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that was a little interesting. Um, now, it was a nice to see a Jay Lethal sighting. He's been kind of hidden in the, in the shadows of Ring of Honor um, as they're trying to rebuild that brand. I'm not going to get too deep into that. If you want to mention anything about that, it's up to you. No, I don't, I don't, no, I don't <laughs> care about Jay Lethal. Okay. And then Jermaine Dupri was there, which was cool. Came out. Uh, you know, uh, he definitely looked way smaller than Jay Cargill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he looked he was swaggy he had his clothes he was looking fly um athena and willow uh, uh, you know i think athena really with that little uh, wing thing her quirky nerdiness really i think fits the the typical aew fan and i'm glad that she's here and she adds a lot to it um but obviously they lose to the b the you know the b the the that blank miss jade cargo so it was uh it was nice. Jay Cargo showed a lot of strength here. I love the fact that she picked Willow up, was physical with her. I love seeing her just woman handle other bigger size women. Like she's showing muscle. Like you look like a Greek goddess or like an African goddess. You look amazing. You pick. I want you to press slam people. I want you to to toss bigger opponents around. Show like you know when Brock Lesnar was young and he was just like picking up everybody yeah. and dogging everybody. Jay needs to sometimes needs to dog more people like bigger opponents. What do you think? I mean. Yeah, because when you're a bigger size, you know, it's it's easier to, you know, pick up someone smaller. Yeah. And beat someone smaller. I think she definitely needs more wrestlers her size. 
And I think also she needs more wrestlers to give her a run for her money. I don't think it makes her look good that she just watches every opponent. I think, you know, like a Willow or somebody of that, you know, that, that size or whatever should be able to, you know, give her run for her money and get it popping and, you know, make her work. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sasha Banks needs to come to all out. I think she's, I don't know how long her, um, I don't know if they just, do you know if they just cut her straight up or if she's got the 90 day? I'm assuming I'm she's not playing. sure, but I'm starting some type of holdback. They gotta be. Yeah, it's got, they ain't gonna just let her off off the hook. So um, that's in September, right? So. Yeah, that's in September, yeah. So she's been, if if the reports go as say, she wouldn't be within her 90 day because it would still literally be fresh into it. So, but when she does come, I think the women's division gets pushed to the next level. I think if you can get Sasha and Naomi, I don't know if I don't think Naomi's been cut, to my knowledge. Um, I haven't well, heard. Well, didn't, well, didn't they say that both their names were off the roster list? Ah, okay. But I just feel like it makes it way more. Maybe they can Vince gone or whatever the case may be. Maybe they can kind of patch it over with Naomi. But I think it's beyond gone with Sasha. Right. It's it's gone. Sasha's. Good. She's a star by her own. She's gonna make money. She does she can do streaming. She can do Disney. She can do everything. She's amazing. She's beautiful. But if she comes to AEW, you talking about Jay Cargill, you talking about Athena, you talking about um Serena Deeb, you talking about Chris Statlander, you talking about um Sasha Bank. Bruh, that card, and then you got Britt Baker and you got all the other young ladies that are coming up and doing wonderful things. Bruh, that makes me want to watch even more. Um, do you think Sasha Banks would make a big dent in, in, in the ratings for the AEW or no? I mean, I think Sasha Banks is going to make a dent anywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering if Sasha even wants to do wrestling at this point. Mm. I think that if she does, you know, it's going to be here and there, maybe Japan, maybe here and there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think she's probably going to do film, mm-hmm. more TV, you know, branch out that way. Um, but, you know, wrestling is her passion. Would it be with AEW? I don't know, because we just named a whole bunch of people on the, on the women's division. It's stacked already. Mm-hmm. So what, what's there for? So if you're not doing shit with the women's division that's stacked already, what do you have for You're right. It is stacked. One thing I will say, though, let's be honest. Promos ain't hitting like uh, there's a very select few that do really good with promos you know what i mean very select few at aw that do that's really what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. and that's the problem right that, that's the ongoing that's what happens when you don't have writers mm-hmm. what happens when you don't have a creative team to help train these people how to cut a promo and do this that and the third so once Sasha gets there it's like okay boom what's gonna happen but look alex the black got there it was a big to do oh when alex comes here it's gonna be this it's gonna be that what happened? Mm-hmm. You know True. what I'm saying? They say, that, they say that every time some big person from some other promotion comes there. True. The only thing that kind of worked was... Um, Miro? No. Who was it? Damn. Damn. The name is Oh, me. you mean... Uh, but, uh, was it uh, you, you, Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan? Right. Right. Daniel Bryan. Brian Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That was the one that was kind of like... <gasps> You know what I'm saying? He's been rocking and doing his thing. Yeah. But that's the but that's the men's division. The men's yeah. division has always been strong. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So with the women's division, it's just like, 
you know, what's really going on over there because you're not really doing anything with Thunder Rosa for real. Yeah. Um, do you think she's gotten better with promos yet? I feel she has, but they need to do more. They need to make this shit exciting. Yeah, they really does not promoting her. The uh, yeah, it, it's. I can see, I can see Sasha and Thunder Rosa, but then what? But then what happens after that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, and I love Thunder Rosa as a person. I really do, and I'm like, we gotta make her special, just like you right. do Britt Baker, just like you did Britt. You know, she's the golden girl. But we can do more for Thunder. And I just don't want to see her you. drop the title and say, oh, well, now we know what we can know. It's like, no, she's an amazing right. wrestler. She's, and it's, and it's tough because she does, you know, she does the Spanish part. She does the English part. And, you know, she has a little bit of an accent. And I don't think that's an issue. But I think they need to present her in a way with giving her, like, like what they did with Wardlow the, on, on Rampage. Give, mm-hmm. give her the package. Let her do, like, a little video, a video package and just do it that way. And then kind of ease her along so that it doesn't have her with these long, drawn-out promos that kind of feel kind of like over over right. overdone you know right yeah so yeah i'm not going to get too much into the barber oh also jr i love the fact that jr talked about how athena and jade are going to be a huge rivalry i think they might be like austin rock if you continue to develop these these two women continue to present them give them opportunity to platform this rivalry might be one of the biggest rivalries in AEW's history when it comes to the women's division so um but I don't yeah, know. But, if that's it's, not Austin, but they're not going to be Austin and Rock. Austin and Rock, are, 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 that's a different level. That's, that's God tier. Okay, what would you say at best their rivalry could be, in your opinion? I don't know, but it's not Austin and Rock. <laughs> you, you took that personal. And I no, took, no, and I, I do take it personal. Because people need to stop just throwing things out there and, and, and trying to be like controversial and, 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 and clip baited, right? Because think, of, because think of Austin and think of Rock. Mm hmm. Individually, mm-hmm. their stardom, their career, mm-hmm. and look at Jade and look at Athena. Mm-hmm. So, who's the Rock? I would say Jade would be the Rock. Not even. Not 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 yet. Not yet. Uh. So you're saying that Athena is Stone Cold? So when Athena was in NXT, <laughs> when she was in WWE, nobody said that she was Stone Cold there. So how come all of a sudden now she's Stone Cold in AEW? I'm saying she. Okay, this is what I'm saying. I, I, I agree. You were just saying the Stone Cold and the Rock is arguably the greatest rivalry in all of pro wrestling history. Arguably, right. okay. Now, in terms of, and maybe I was being a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was being a little bit clickbaity. Yeah, I was trying to do that. Little Sir, Wil- <laughs> little Sir Wilkins in there. You know, so so work. So Wilkins be having some hot takes. That's why I love listening to him. He be he be throwing the fire on the jobbers tears. Shout out to those that wonderful team there. Um, I think at, okay could this be let me try to think about a rivalry that was that, that could could be this um, could this be maybe huh yeah who, who can we compare them to? I think they're, they just their own thing but do you think it could be hot enough to be a, one of the biggest storylines in pro wrestling though no you know Damn. why because no, because okay. they're not building the storyline. Okay. I still don't know really anything about Athena. I know she's a fallen angel. She's in AEW. Like, the thing about WWE, which I will always give them, is they knew how to build the storyline. They had their vignettes. They had their little theme things. They had all these different things that, that gave you and said, okay, you know, it captured you. It drew you in. This is just another, like, okay, this is a David versus Goliath situation amongst 
many other David versus Goliath situations. Mm -hmm. Like, Athena has not captured people's minds like that where they're just, like, so overblown by her. That's true. And that's not no disrespect to her. That's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, another sister fighting another sister. That's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. So we got to find... At least with Jade, they try to make her into this Goldberg F thing with five hundred wins and da 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 da. So it's just like okay, but it's just like what are you listen? People are too people are more savvy now. Yeah. Wrestling fans are more savvy now. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna just be able to get away saying things and people not dissect it and be like, Well, how? <laughs> That's true. JR JR gotta say that shit because you get in a chat. Yeah. But don't talk crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like, who is Stone Cold? You're saying Athena is Stone Cold? Okay, so what is Stone Cold ask about Athena? That's true. So do you think, what, le- okay, did, did, can Athena, okay, so far with Athena and Ada, she's had great matches, but do you feel that what can be done to elevate her to you saying some more promos more vignettes give us more background about who she is which i agree with you um so we gotta you saying we gotta give her maybe maybe give her some pyro maybe is it you know what what else can we do to get her more than what we've seen it's the creativity right it's, yeah. it's not just about the pyro but people can see through the bullshit too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just like the thing for me is that I love a good story and sometimes people rush the story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you have her coming in and she's going straight for Jade. That's cute, but <clears throat> there's a long list of women before Jade. Facts. Have a book out all them bitches in the book from women's division. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, she's that person. She's coming up there. She's not taking no shorts off of anybody. Mm-hmm. She's not taking, not playing no games. She's going to run through this one, run through that one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have her have little scenario situations with Jade where they almost get to fit the cup, but they don't. Have her mouthpiece crisper, you know, get somebody to help her. Give her some acting classes so she could really, like, flip her promo to really be convincing and, and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people kind of forget whatever she did elsewhere and she's really creating a new face for herself in Asia. And persona. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the story. Yeah. I like, there's no story. Mm-hmm. You make a, you, that's why I love having you in a podcast. You really bring a great nuance to it, especially um, from your perspective. I'm not going to really talk about the uh, barbed wire match. I'm not into these uh, matches where everyone's bleeding. Me neither. I'm over the blood. Listen, AW, I don't know (laughs) if motherfuckers is getting tested for hepatitis, Mm -hmm. uh, all the blood-borne diseases, (laughs) but I'm good on the blood. We got too much blood now. I'm good on the blood. Bruh, yeah. If I was the the American Red Red Cross, I'd be rubbing my hand together like baby, like baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes going to give me some blood. Like it's too much, bro. At this point, I don't need blood every goddamn Wednesday, bro. Every time, like, come on, I'm t- I'm tired of Bob wire too. I'm tired of y'all climbing some high ass shit too. Like, like, come on. It's less special you when you do all that blood. That. Yeah, 
We don't need all that. We do not need all that to be entertained. I promise you. And Moxley not gonna have a forehead if you keep cutting it up like like he has been over the last. He's a- <laughs> Who got the illest? You need to have. You need to have a poll. Who has the illest forehead? <laughs> John Moxley gonna look like Jay Lethal if he keeps blading over the next couple Jay of years. <laughs> I'm talking about Abdullah the Butcher's forehead. God damn, I love and the Moxley's a handsome guy. <laughs> he's a handsome, he's a handsome redhead, isn't he? Listen, rugged, that's not my that's not that's not my thing. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and, a, and I'm just saying, in, sure, a, in a in a rugged, I'm sure Renee loves it. I'm sure yeah. Renee loves it. Yeah, he, he, he could like, he could sell a movie. He could be a badass in the movie, you know. So he, he could, he probably could. He's mm-hmm. done some too, by the way. But um, yeah, he's a badass, and it's like Mox. I don't like seeing Mox. I just don't like as because. If, in my mind, even as a wrestling fan, we know that they were AEW now, but I compare how much they blade here versus WWE, and I'm like, I want these people to preserve themselves over the next six, seven years so they have a good quality yeah, of life. because, I mean, damn, let, let it heal. Let your forehead <laughs> catch a break. This forehead is probably like, bro, not tonight, please. Yo, Luber, <laughs> what is it? Uh, pep, what is the thing you put on your skin? When you get a boo-boo back in the day, you, you get uh, Neil Sporn? <laughs> yeah. Neil they probably got us. They got the stock. Neil Sporn go up with AEW. when AEW came out. Um, Neil Sporn stock went through the roof. <laughs> right. Jesus uh, Christ. My goodness. All right. So let's hop over to Rampage real quick. We ain't going to go too crazy. All I'm going to say about Rampage is I love Claudio's promo. Um, once you give the dude a mic and let him throw some passion in there, even with the accent, I'm cool with Claudio doing the promo. I like this fire. Um, what did you think about Claudio's promo? I love Claudio. I, 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 I'll admit that I slept on um, Claudio when he was in WWE. I wasn't really on Cesaro like that. Mm-hmm. But somebody else had put me on to Cesaro. But, um, but yeah, I'm glad that he's doing his thing. Um, I mean, that, that's part of the WWE training, right? Yeah, you could tell. True. You could tell. So, you know, um, I'm glad that he is doing what he loves. Um mm-hmm. He's cut a great promo now. He's part of the, the Blackpool Club. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to see how I want to see what happens with Claudio. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, Daniel Bryan had a great run coming in, and mm-hmm. I want to see what to do with Claudio. Yeah. I can't wait to bring Daniel Bryan back. He's such a utility man. The dude can fill in wherever you need him. The dude is. <laughs> When they got CM Punk and Brian, Ryan Danielson, I, I look for, I hope that Kenny Omega gets healthy sometime soon. Because this dude's right. been out for at least six months. At least, probably longer. Because he had like surgery, surgery, back, knees. He had, apparently right. he has, he was dealing with, um, uh, Vertigo. Vert- oh, I have Vertigo. Vertigo ain't no joke, bruh. Vertigo. I can imagine. Vertigo ain't no joke. So that dude is. Yeah, he's missed hugely when you think about the card. Imagine having all those dudes healthy at one time with CM Punk. God damn. Put the video game out already, you know? Yeah, that's gonna, yeah. <laughs> you know what? And it's funny because when they all come back healthy, mm-hmm. we're gonna see who who's who the, not gonna stop getting certain runs. Yeah, who the big dog and who not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because when you, because now you got the best friends in the damn, uh, the 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 um the uh the Blair Witch Project uh, doing <laughs> in the middle of the show, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's like, bro, come on, man. So when that car, I think probably in another six months, when hopefully if Kenny's back, yo, 
I'm going to be like, let's go, AEW. You got a full roster now. What you going to do with it, Tony? Right. What you going to do? So then right. um, Wardlow's promo was dope. He going to beat everybody's ass, apparently. Wardlow talking that shit, though. I said, all right, Wardlow. All right. I ain't mad at no Wardlow. Wardlow I hear. Behind, was in the shadows. Uh-huh. Now he got his moment. Uh-huh. And you know what? Let, let him go. I Let's hear start. him. I hear him. I'm from Baltimore. I'm like, we hear him. What's up? I mean, Wardlow out here to, to do, he gonna be some ass. So I said, all right, Wardlow, That's go ahead it. and be some ass, bro. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad. Not mad at all. Go get it, Wardlow. Lee and Dante Martin. Um, Yeah, it was interesting to see uh, Lee cheat, Lee Moriarty cheat to do this. Stokely uh, with his badly matched shirt and tie combination. Oh um, my gosh. He's been, he's a, he's a great addition. I think, the, again, the heel job here, was the combination of the shirt and tie. I think that was part of his heel stick. Um, Stokely continues to show his value on AEW. And uh, yeah, I'm surprised to have Lee Moriarty do Maybe he's heel turning, maybe? But uh, he, he did not He did Dante wrong. Dante had to fresh shape up for once. I was like, all right, Dante, I know oh you're from Minnesota. God. Them barbershops in Minnesota ain't... <laughs> ain't hitting. Ain't hitting like, like, like Philly, New York, Baltimore, Detroit. But, uh, I know. But Thank Dante, God. He, but Dante had the edge up. I said, all right, Dante. Got the, he, had, he had the little, he had this peach fuzz all shaped up. I said, all right, D, my boy. Right. He can come through the hood. Come through, baby. So what did you think about that match? <laughs> um, first of all, I miss Top Spot. I ain't going to hold you. Mm-hmm. I love Top Spot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes, I don't know if it's, see, sometimes even as a face, you have to do some healing things here and there to get the win. Mm. I don't think that faces have to be Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts 24 hours a day. I think sometimes, you know, you got to play dirty when motherfuckers is playing dirty. Mm -hmm. So I ain't mad at at Lee Moriarty. I'm not. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, Dante, Dante has the ability to be a star also but he got to get his his style together because i yeah. don't know what's going on yeah we got we got to get dante we got to get him in this is what dante needs he needs a number one all around okay he needs you know he need that nice crispy edge up okay and uh mm-hmm. maybe maybe like the maybe the maybe uh okay so you give him the the mustache and a goat a little bit of you know goatee at the bottom but yeah we can swag him up a little bit he needs to maybe uh Start hanging out with Swerve a little bit. Maybe he needs to hang out with them and find some, you know, Swerve and I glory. He can be maybe affiliated and get a little swag off of those two. But I love Dante, and no doubt, the dude, when it's all said and done, when his career is all said and done, he might be one of the greatest uh, high flyers of the newer generation of wrestlers. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and a kid, I've never seen somebody with a, my ACL, every time I see him, I'm like, damn, I wish I was in my 20s again. Um, right. But, <laughs> but the way this 30-year-old body's set up, <laughs> I'm good. Um, right. Another thing before we finish up, Ari Davari. I was like, okay, a little, okay, a little swag with the all black and the heat of the summer. I was like, what's going on? You know? <laughs> right. But uh, I'm excited to see him. I like the presentation. And again, we need more representation, not only as black people, but our champions. We got to see more brown brothers, man. Get some of my Indian brothers in the swag. I love, I love to see my brown brothers because they're huge wrestling fans in India, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the brothers are legendary. So, um, yeah. But so all in all, I think it is the the blackest AEW Dynamite Rampage in the history of AEW. Right. Um, right. And, definitely. Uh, we gotta basically we gotta get Ricky Starks on the Breakfast Club and Swerve. 
Maybe Swerve and Keith Lee. Dab, you need to work on that. I know you you in the industry. We got to... Swerve is just... Uh-oh. <laughs> you got to get him on, man. But he's, a, he's just the swag. The swag has been taken up a little bit. I feel like we right. went from Macy's to... Um, what's a good store? Uh, uh, what's a Do- good store? Dr. J's. Dr. J. I was going to say literally Dr. J's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. J's from Macy's. There we go. <laughs> if you don't know Dr. J's, it's like the legendary hip-hop store. Is, is there a, right. still one in New York? Like, you can go in there? Right. Mm-hmm. Hoods across America. Dr. J's, you can get swagged out, baby. I'm trying to tell you. Hoodies for like right. $40, $50. Get you, get you a little Lacoste. Don't know if it's real or fake. But hey, it right. is all good. <laughs> right. But anyway, I was I was uh, encouraged by this this week. And what do you think your final words, Miss Oxtail? Um... I think it was great. It was great to see the representation. It was great to see hip-hop in the building. Um, And, you know, it was a good night. And hopefully, you know, they'll be inspired to incorporate more culture. Because at the end of the day, hip-hop culture runs everything. Period. Black culture runs everything. I'm not saying that because I'm black, but the analytics say it also. So, (laughs) that's the best way to go. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They need, to, they need to tap into that and tap into it properly. Mm-hmm. Represent properly. No more black. On, no more black bitches. No more black bitches. No black face. <laughs> no no shit just for optics. So mm-hmm. it, it looks like it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody trying to be down. No more rap battles, please. Uh, yeah. No more that. Yeah, unless you bring in like <laughs> Quilly Mills or like you know Cassidy or something. Um, but uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, right. we, we, unless you bring uh, some real rap battles, mm-hmm. so and um, and we'll just see where it goes. You know, they, it, they're doing better, and so hopefully, um, the momentum stays and the representation continues, and um, we'll see how you know how these titles say. Yeah, let's see what, what they do with ROH with representation mm-hmm. and. Oh, other yeah. things like that. So. so we went from a Kia Soul to a Cadillac Escalade this week. I love it. Shut up. <laughs> Guys, thanks for coming on the WWB podcast. Yes, sir. Wrestling while black. One of the dopest, most interesting podcasts that talks about wrestling and the culture. And who better than to have the venerable Miss Deborah Oxtail? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We out. One. Hands up, we can feel, man.